Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey everybody, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life and I'm excited today because I have a fellow blogger on with me who has made quite an impact in the uh, holistic pet industry where a lot of us pet parents have turned to her blogs, especially when it came to raw feeding and where do we start? What if we want to make it ourselves? So I know that's how I found you. Kimberly Gautier, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited for having me. I, you know, there's funny because there's these people that have been on my list forever to be on my show. And, you know, Carter and I will go back to the list and go, well, have you tried this one? Have you tried that one? And I'm like, why is it taking so long? But then at the same time, I'm glad because the timing is great because you've just gone through two cancer diagnoses and had to get work through those, which I know this sounds strange. When my Doberman Nina got diagnosed with osteosarcoma, I was devastated. Why me? And then I was like, all right, you got this. So I know you did the same thing with your dogs that you have, you know, really kind of become an expert now in lymphoma, which your <laughs> scout has right now. But yeah. wait, before we get to that, I want to know how the heck did you get into what you're doing? How'd you become the, the dog blonger mom, crazy mom who <laughs> decided to, to educate and share everything that she's doing with us? That's such a fun story because I've been blogging. I don't even know for how long. I mean, I would say that I've been blogging since I was a teenager because I used to journal. Wow, cool. And um, so when I was introduced to blogging today, which was probably 13 years ago, I was, I was like, yeah, I'll do this is fun. And um, I started with a photography blog and I had a blog about blogging and um, <laughs> I started Keep the Tail Wagging, not to, about, actually, I just, I had dogs. I had puppies, Rodrigo and Sydney, and I was so in love with them. And every single person in my life was kind of over watching me show videos and pictures and tell funny stories that were only funny to me about these puppies. And so I started thinking about just maybe I'll just do a blog that way I can get, have that outlet. And um, I was also fed up. I hated those ASPCA commercials. I thought they were the worst commercials on the planet. And I was just like, you know, they, if they showed happy endings, you know, it would make people so much more excited. Don't guilt me into rescuing a dog. Show me what, what my rescue efforts will do for this dog. So I'm like it. ranting and stomping around the house and Johan, my partner is like, why don't you just go blog about it? And I was like, I will. And that is, you know, keep the tail wagging. Yay! <laughs> and how long ago, how long ago was that that was december 24th 2011 i love it so way <laughs> before it was cool guys <laughs> so it's like yeah it wasn't until a couple years later that i um started writing about raw feeding because um you know rodrigo and sydney were a year old when i started blogging about them and 
through that time, Rodrigo, which I didn't really blog about, he just kept having health issues and was going to the vet over and over again. And the vet at the time told me two things, that this was completely normal. This is just how dogs were. And it's like, well, you have a rescue dog, so you have no idea where this dog's history or anything. Yeah, so this is just what you're going to have. Yeah, he's like, this is just what you're going to have to deal with. And he was like, and probably this dog won't live long past his third birthday because of all of this health issues. And then he would prescribe me antibiotics and send me on my way. And um, at the time, since I was blogging and I'm reading all these other blogs, because that's what you did as a blogger, you read other people's blogs and commented. So they would come back and comment on your blog. But, and you know, I'm learning all these things about what people are doing with their dogs. And that's where I started hearing about raw feeding and, you know, being conservative with vaccinations and um, flea and tick options that were more natural. It just all of these things started coming to me and I slowly started making changes. My first change was the flea and tick medications and going to something that was more natural and oh my gosh, it works. And just making steps forward until okay, but I- didn't you, But didn't a point, uh, didn't that a part, did you go, why isn't my, why did my vet say that to me? You know, he funny, know all these, why doesn't he, why didn't he offer me these other and, options? And what's funny is that today, yeah, I probably would, but back then I, and I have so much empathy towards people who I see having the same experience. This is a person who had degrees on his wall. You know, he had a clinic, he was the doctor, he was a veterinarian. Who am I, you know, to question him and what he's telling me? He's the one that has all this experience. He sees dogs all day long. Who am I to come to his clinic and tell him that he's wrong? And Which so I didn't say anything. He, but listen, he wasn't wrong. He was right because he did not know about, he was not taught about diet and nutrition. So when he saw dogs come in like your dogs, that's all he knew. That's all he saw was that no matter what antibiotics he gave him, no matter what medications, no matter what prescription dog food he gave his patients, they still died after three years. Mm -hmm. So that vet was telling the truth. And the problem with that guys is that that's all he knows. I don't understand how a vet that happens year after year and they don't look for other answers. That's not okay. Dogs getting cancer and dying at three years old is not okay, especially when the solution is feeding them a real food diet. Yes, yes. So you healed your dog by healing its gut, mm -hmm. which is where its immune system lives, which means you rebuilt this dog. Who cares what happened before that? You yeah. have basically rebuilt this dog's immune system and have set him up for life, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really one of those things where to me, it's not about arguing with veterinarians. I hear people were like, well, I had a friend call me and she's just like, I don't want to go to this vet because he's just going to lecture me about raw no. feeding. Like, Why are you arguing with someone about raw feeding? Right. I mean, to me, and, and, and I understand because again, we all go through this journey and we're learning and growing, but the more people that I meet and in and, and all aspects, I mean, all of these people love animals. It's not like they, you know, like, oh, we're people who work for Purina, they must hate dogs because, and it's like, no, 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 they right. love animals too. All of these people love animals, but it really has to do with what they've learned and what they know. And just, unfortunately, some people just are not willing or ready to go beyond what they already know. 
And the thing about me and others like me is that I don't have a veterinarian background that's holding me in place. Right. I, I am privy to everything and I can listen to everything and then take what I need, apply it to my dogs and move forward. I don't feel like I don't have to justify anything. I don't have to worry about my license being taken away. I don't have to worry about any of that. And I'm so grateful for that. And on the flip side, what I have found is that veterinarians are scientists. And if you can talk to them as a scientist, you'd be amazed at how many people's minds you can change. And so I began, I mean, I never spoke to that veterinarian again, but um, with other veterinarians who have come to me and said, you know, well, you know, even our oncologist, I know you feed raw, however. And my thing is, instead of defending why I feed raw, I ask them why I shouldn't. Right. Good. And they're, they come back to me with the common arguments of, you know, what is it? bacteria, it's not balanced, you know, your dog's immune system is going to be taxed, da, 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 da. And because I they, explain- but that is, they're believing everything that we believe. They yeah. don't know how to develop a diet or make a dog food. So if someone comes in and from a big company like Purina and says, we have made these science diets to help $50 off every bag that you sell, it's a win-win, mm-hmm. right? My issue is that when you see that that doesn't work after however many years, why not look? Or if you have one patient after another going, hey, do you know about raw feeding? Hey, my friend told me about, hey, I'm reading this blog where this woman turned her dog's life around with its diet. They can't ignore that. That's just arrogance. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but it's true. It's just, I, I trying to just understand where they're coming from and then meet them where they are and sort of bring them to where you are. I have only had one negative experience in all these years as a raw feeder. And I've spoken to so many veterinarians at events, at, in clinics, um, you know, at expos, at SuperZoo, and every single time, by the time I'm finished, and it doesn't take long, I just explain what I'm doing. Because, and you know, I was years ago was speaking to a veterinarian who works for Bainfield. And um, for those of you guys who don't know, that's a national chain and they kind of just churn the dogs in and out. They're just, you in there, you- Which is owned by one of the, one of the companies that also makes the dog Mars, food. Mars? Yeah, Mars? I think Mars owns, owns it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, total conflict of interest there, but okay. It's basically <laughs> but, an evil circle. They own the insurance company, they own the food, they own the vet, they own it all. It's just this- evil circle of sickness that you pay for, for a convenient monthly membership fee. Yeah. And I was talking to this guy and I got the impression that, and, and I, I believe that this expands to a lot of veterinarians where you hear raw feeding and you're imagining someone going to the store, picking up some ground beef, tossing it in a bowl and going, boom, I'm a raw feeder now. And when I was explaining to him what I do, and he was just sort of like, oh, and, you know, he started, he started asking me questions Good. and, I, and, you know, and then by the time we finished speaking, it was like a 15 minute chat and he tried to trip me up on things. What about this? And my favorite was, but where's the cornmeal? Why aren't you adding cornmeal? And I'm like, why would I add cornmeal to my dog's diet? And he was like, for a good source of protein. And I'm like, better than the meat? And then he was just like having this conversation where, you know, by the time we were finished, he was like, if you were my patient, I would have no problem with you feeding your dog a raw food diet. 
Awesome. And, and it's, and it's just one of those where I keep trying to tell people, take the time to explain why you feed raw, but don't do it like as a knee jerk reaction, actually ask them, what are your concerns? And then address each of those concerns. That way you're showing them that, no, I am taking this seriously. Um, and what's funny is the one veterinarian who was not down for it, we were on a panel together. She was an exotic pet veterinarian. So I'm like, of anyone who should be on board with feeding a species appropriate diet, I thought you would be on my side. She was not. <laughs> and what was her biggest argument? Like, why was she so against it? Um, she wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't even look at me because she was so angry that I was on the panel. And I tried to like engage with her or anything. She just wouldn't have it. And she was right just there. and her partner on either side of me and just angry. And, and, oh, I've been there. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like I spent the first two years of my career sitting on panels and I'm the only full spectrum flower gal with, you know, all the broad spectrum, huge companies just going, oh my gosh, what's happening? And a vet who's being paid by the company to be a puppet to say certain things. So it's nuts. I get it. Okay. We have to take a break. We'll be, we'll get, when we come back, I want to talk about how the heck you started, you know, what okay. was your first step? We'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we are back with Michelle from Keep the Tail Wagon, and we're talking about how she had the aha, started cooking for her dogs. And well, you didn't cook, you started preparing raw, balanced meals. So where the hell did you start? I started with um, Darwin's Natural Pet Products. It's a local company, so easy to give them a call. They got me all set up. I was terrified about the budget. They talked me down and <laughs> was like, yes, you can do this. And I did. And I spent the time, you know, when I first started, I, I fed raw in the morning and kibble in the evening for two reasons. One, I was terrified of how much it would cost. Two, and it cracks me up because looking back, it wasn't very expensive at all. Um, I was worried about um, how my dogs would do on the diet, if they would even eat the diet. And my partner wasn't on board with me feeding raw to the dogs in the house with all this bacteria. And so um, I just fed it until we ran out of kibble. And then I went to full raw. And by then it was just sort of like, oh, this is actually isn't very expensive and, and kept going. And I spent the first year just educating myself as much as possible about raw feeding until I was ready to do it myself, which I had to, because within a year we had four dogs, two puppies that you know were eating 10% of their body weight. Um, and my worst month was probably eight or $900. 
buying raw. And I was just like, yeah, we can't do this forever. So um, I started doing DIY and I, it's funny to me because I figure the first one or two years, I wasn't feeding a balanced diet. I was doing the best that I could, but I wasn't feeding a balanced diet. But the difference is that I continued educating myself and I was open to learning new things so that I could eventually reach a point where my diet, I mean, now I have, am a hundred percent confident in what I'm feeding my dogs. Awesome. And it's crazy easy, a lot awesome. easier than I thought it was going to be. Right. And, you know, I still feel like an unbalanced, um, uh, appropriate diet is still better than a shitty kibble. <laughs> Any and, day. and that's what's so funny about it is that, you know, I think it's interesting to me when you see these discussions in raw feeding groups where someone's like, well, is this product balanced? And well, I try to call it, I get these emails all the time. I try to contact this company and I wanted to know the percentage of everything that's in the food and they wouldn't give it to me. So I have way, no way of knowing if it's a balanced product. And I'm like, so how are you going to determine if it was balanced? Do you have software? Do you have, well, no. Right. And I'm like, so what? Were you going to pay someone to look at? I mean, it's just sort of like, or were you going to take the food to a lab? Because right. that's how we're going to do it. What, what right. exactly were you going to do? What prompted you to do this? It's like, is your dog sick? Is your dog showing deficiencies? But it all could have been, it could have been the vet going, it's not, you can't do it. It's not balanced. Yeah. It's and stuck people, in the head. Yeah, people are very, very passionate about that word. And so whenever I write it in a blog post, I put quotes around it because um, I hear my friend um, who, you know, Krista Powell of Vibrant Canine, mm -hmm. I hear her in my head going, balance according to whom? Right. Because there's so many people who are putting out, this is what balance means that who are, so who exactly are you balancing towards? Because right. if you're saying, well, I want it balanced to AFCO and it's like, why? What makes you think AFCO has it right? If we're running away from kibble and we're running away from the notion of complete imbalance, why are we then turning around and applying a fresh food diet to criteria meant for the very base level of kibble? And, and it's just sort of like, there's so many things, you know, hearing these type of conversations that help me just let go of the stress of trying to create this balanced diet and just right. instead focus on making sure that I'm feeding my dogs a nutritious diet. Amen. I love it. That's exactly what it is. It's all, and it's funny. I have two stores. I don't know if you know that two retail stores, they're mostly grooming and boarding, but we do only sell natural supplements and food. Um, and it's kind of funny because when someone comes in for grooming and doesn't even look that they're surrounded by these, this food in a giant freezer that they've never seen probably where they're, they've gone or they're probably getting their food online. But it's funny because all I want you to do is just ask me. And my new thing is, is that I just pick up a bag of the food and I turn it over and I let them see the ingredients. And then I ask them to go home and see how many real ingredients are in the food that they are feeding their dog because you don't have to be a scientist or a nutritionist or anything to know that food is food. And if you can't pronounce it or you don't recognize those things in the ingredients, then don't feed it to your dog. Amen. I so mean, it's, and, and then I think another thing that helped me was thinking about when we say species appropriate and we go, okay, well, we know our dogs came from, you know, wolves and coyotes and how do they feed and what they, eat as you know very easy to go okay well 
this is how they would catch an animal, eat an animal, and it had all of those things in it. And none of those things are in this bag of dog food. So that makes sense. Yeah. And it, it drives, drives me bonkers when I see the commercials showing the wolves running and turning into a dog and then standing in front of a bowl of kibble. Or there's a new commercial out right now where two people are in line at the grocery store and it's two different bags of food and they're reading the ingredients. And I'm just sitting there just practically falling off the sofa. I'm rolling my eyes so hard because it's all such BS and it's all such marketing. I remember being at SuperZoo and one brand this, did this huge presentation about what goes into the food and they have all this fresh raw food. And I'm looking around waiting for someone to say, so why does it look like that? If, how did you, what did you do to take all of this and turn it into this hard little kibble? Why does it look like that? And the only reason why I didn't is because that was the year that Super Sue started kicking people out. Or I should say, um, these kibble companies started having people kicked out. Actually, it started the year before because Rodney got kicked out. Ooh, this um, makes me feel better because I get kicked out. I got kicked out of things that the uh, NSA was speaking at. Oh yeah, I like got put on a hit list or something when I did that. <laughs> Just raising your hand and asking a question. Yeah. I mean, Rodney got kicked out because I can't, he put a sign next to a Purina thing and it was funny and Purina didn't think so and, and went and complained. It's like went and whined to the teacher and got him kicked out. Um, but yeah, it got to a point where I think um, Cole Harrington, he was in a session, asked a question. Actually, I think this was at Global, asked a question and the person got mad and it wasn't a rude question or anything. It was a legit question and had him kicked out. Yeah. I mean, so the rest of us just were like, okay, we just won't yeah. say anything. For yeah. those of you listening, this this the pet industry is crazy. So what yeah. she's talking about is two of the biggest pet industry events that happen. And I, I mean, I don't know what happened to you the first time you walked into one, but the first time I walked into one, I could not believe my eyes. Yeah. You can tell who's making the money when you yeah. go to these events, man. These I mean, we're, you know, I live in, you know, the Pacific Northwest, I a rural town. We have events all summer long for dog people. And, you know, there are these tents there that are our booths. And it's right. just, you know, and we're outside with our tent and our table and sharing things. You Sweating, walk handing out stickers. Yeah, you walk in a super zoo and they have two-story booths with stairs up to the next story and tables and TVs. Bigger than your house. Yeah, these people, people have DJs that are just playing music all day and baristas making drinks and food. And, and it's just sort of like, it does. It's very eye-opening as far as where the money is. And, and it's interesting to me because these companies are making billions and their money goes primarily to marketing. And they're and, making billions creating a product that does not help your pet and does not give them the food and nutrition that they need. That's what's the worst part about it is that we think we are buying something good for our pet and we are not and nobody is regulating it. Nobody cares. P pets are considered property. So nobody is held responsible. So that's why people like uh, Kimberly, like Susan, who I just got off of doing a podcast with Susan Thixon from the truth about pet food and our billies and our, all of you out there, 
have to continue being allowed to get this message across because we care. They don't. You are money to them. Their intent is not there. So, you know, creating this diet that will help your pet, just figuring it out is awesome, is a first step better than what you're already probably giving them in their bowl. And we're not judging. We've all been there. Exactly. And I think that that's one of the problem is that either people don't want to know that they've been giving their dog something that could hurt them and, or a vet doesn't want to think, oh my God, I've been recommending science diet for 20 years. It's okay. When we know better, we do better. And if you want to fix those problems and stop having to go to the vet all the time, you got to start with the diet. Absolutely. I mean, and it's just like, like you said, it's, it's no judgment. We have all been there and it's, I get, I still get emails from people who are basically asking me to explain why fresh food is better than this prescription diet that their, their doctor prescribed to them. And it's funny because I've been such a part of this world for so long that I'm still stunned when I meet someone who is buying a prescription diet or buying food from the grocery store, I know. You know, from the grocery store. I'm still just sort of like, I'm sorry. I thought we all got the memo that this wasn't the greatest. That's because you and I are in a little box, which I love the box that we're in. And it's the holistic box. And it's the same way. The first day I opened my downtown shop, I had someone walk in and go, do you carry science diet? And I went, hell no, I don't carry that shit. <laughs> I thought they were kidding. They weren't kidding. Yeah. So I, that was a big opening of eye opener going, oh yeah, Angie, remember everyone doesn't know what you know. Yes, <laughs> you know? Exactly. All right. Well, we come back. I want to talk about some of the wonderful benefits that um, you have seen now that you have been feeding them, you know, a real raw food diet. And then you had diagnosis of cancer and, and how you handled that. We'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Okay, we are back with It's a Dog's Life, and I'm with Kimberly from Keep the Tail Wagon, and we're talking about, we want to talk about a little bit of what did you see? Um, They were young when you started, so you weren't, it's not like you saw problems go away or maybe you did, maybe oh, some. I did. Oh, because good. I was three years old when I started. So okay. he should have been dead according to his first. Oh, vet. that's right. <laughs> you know, he's now 11 years old now. Awesome. So um, he's doing great. He's sitting right over there. And, and he's a large uh, dog, right? He's a large brand yeah. dog. So that's he had, he had digestive issues. He has subsequently been um, diagnosed with exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. Um, it's interesting because I get emails from people who we just got this. Does this mean my dog is going to live a shorter life? And it's like, no, you know, he's thriving. I mean, his vet cracks up because she's like, if I didn't already know your dog, I would think he was a four or five year old dog because he's doing so well. And I attribute that to fresh food, you know, um, Scout and Zoe who started raw at six weeks old have had barely any type of health issues you know, over, you know, except for scouts cancer and then going into the cancer, 
I attribute his diet to the reason why he's doing so well with the chemotherapy and he's just blowing his oncologist away. And so I've learned that when it comes to raw feeding and, you know, like health issues, my um, regular vet, who is amazing, she, um, she told me once that it's a bad idea for me to look at the prognosis based on various health issues because I am not the typical pet parent and my dogs aren't the typical dogs. So when they give us these prognoses like, oh, well, if your dog has EPI, this is, this is how long they can live. If your dog has cancer, you know, cause like with scouts cancer, the chemo will give him an extra year. And basically we can count on saying goodbye to him next year, according to the books and the, what the, you know, the oncologist experiences with the traditional vet or pet, but with a raw fed animal where I no longer do vaccinations, he's not exposed to chemicals. He gets CBD oil every day. Um, he has a much better prognosis and I'm meeting other people who had dogs with lymphoma that their dogs were either cured or they lived another four or five years. And so I've learned to just really take a step back. We still have to build the um, data basically for raw fed dogs so that we can understand what their life expectancy is for many things. I mean, right. I have a friend, a really good friend of mine who has a 17 year old kibble fed dog. So really all of the stuff that we're being told, we also have to remember that every dog is different. Right. And, so, and, I, and there are, I do believe that there are uh, kibble fed dogs that are living long lives, but they, they probably have incredible genetics and mm -hmm. who knows what other things are going, you know, bombarding their immune system. But yeah. the biggest thing about a diet, um, you know, go, a dog that's sick and battling something and them having a raw or fresh food diet and the help of a full spectrum hemp extract is that you're supporting the immune system, yeah. which you're feeding that immune system to help it fight off whatever it is. I love the fact that you have documented every single step, everything that you've done. Um, and I also want people to understand that even if your dog is fed raw, you're still going to have to change things or adapt things and or deal with the disease. And what's great is that if you are dealing with a disease, it's amazing how many foods and plants act as medicine and that you can get uh, include in their diet and help them battle off this awful disease, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what have you seen? Like, you know, like, what's your success? Because I know you've already had some awesome success with Scout. Yeah, I mean, well, th that's just it is that, you know, with Scout, you know, hearing that out of all of the oncologist patients, he's the only one that remained in remission just blows me away because I know that that is due to all of the research that I've done to understand what I needed to do to keep him healthy. Um, and, you know, when it comes to it, it's like I hear from people who, you know, they don't really want to switch from kibble to raw and they wait until they get um, some type of catastrophic diagnosis and all of a sudden they're gung-ho and ready to go to raw. And the thing about it is, you know, going back to your products and as an example, keeping the CBD oil, you know, instead of doing one dose, like when I notice my dog is anxious or one dose in the morning and just being like, okay, you're good to go and spreading it out through the day and keeping it in his system, yep. 
just, it does so much better for them. And I, I'm blown away that I never thought about this before, but I'm grateful that I have this now, but it's the same thing with fresh food. It's like when I am feeding my dogs a fresh food diet and they already have this foundation of a healthy body, when they are hit with a catastrophic diagnosis, I believe that they will survive it a lot better than if I were feeding something that were um, inferior to fresh You're here. I agree. And I, I have a rescue and a lot of my rescues are geriatrics with disease. When I get them, I have nothing to lose and diet and a full spectrum hemp extract and mushrooms are my favorite too. And there's also some amazing Chinese herbs, which I know you love. Yeah. Um, they are game changer folks. I am, I am the, I am the freak at the end of the spectrum that I don't trust pharmaceutical companies and I'm going to try the holistic route. I love that you operate more in the middle of taking the best of both worlds, but both of these options still are better than someone who goes just conventional, meaning you don't change the diet. You don't go for those extra uh, natural remedies that will not only support the convention, but make your dog feel better. I just don't want anybody to be suffering. So give them that full spectrum hemp extract. It's going to, it's going to make no one suffer while killing the cancer at the same time and supporting the immune system. So why not? So I know that you've, um, you're into the Chinese herbs and you've added some of those. So I know we're running out of time, but I want to you to tell people how they can find you, your blog, social media, and specifically, I know people are going to want to see what you did for your protocols for cancer. Sure. So please share that with them also. Yeah. Well, you can find me. At and you have a book. I did not know <laughs> you had a book and you're, you have a second book coming. Is that the second book? No, I have two books, but I'm going to rewrite this one. I'm going to rewrite okay. my first book, A Novice's Guide to Raw Feeding, simply because I've learned so much since I published that. I think I published it in 2018. Awesome. And, and then I love that you have a second book with your most common questions right. that you're asked. Yeah. So that she's not a book. Series, but I just never finished it. So I need to get started on that. <laughs> so good. That, if you guys are looking to switch, there's a good guide right there. So sorry to interrupt you. Tell them how they oh, can no. find Yeah. Everyone can find me at keepthetailwagging.com. And I changed my blog recently so that I have a page called Cancer. Okay. And, so, and it goes over everything that I'm doing. And right now it has the protocol right on that page for Scout, as well as blog posts that are linked where you can even go into greater details onto what I'm doing for my dog. In fact, I recently published every single thing that I'm doing for my dog from his diet to the supplements to even just exercise and making sure he's happy and making sure I'm happy and that he's stress-free, you know, the CBD oil, everything. So awesome. yeah, it's, it's one of those where I'm so grateful for the community because I've learned so much from so many people. And then this amazing platform where with social media, my blog, this podcast, where we can continue having these discussions and sharing this information. Um, but you know, beyond that, I would just like to implore people that if you're listening to us now and you're still feeding you know, the traditional kibble diet, don't wait until your dog is diagnosed with cancer or some other autoimmune disease to switch to um, raw. 
start doing it now. You don't have to do cold turkey if you're not ready, but just start adding fresh food to the bowl and start looking up just things like, can I, if you're eating a banana, Google, can dogs have bananas? Can dogs have strawberries? Can dogs have apples? Can dogs have kale? And start educating yourself about what you can add to your dog's diet so that you can slowly start working your way to more of a fresh food diet. Oh, great advice. Kimberly, thank you so much for spending your 30 last, well, how long did we go over time? Did I do it? Did I do it? I think I did it. I can't even <laughs> read Thank you so much for joining us today and all your information. And yeah, keep the tail wagon and the good work. I really appreciate you. Thank Take you so care. Much. Bye. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.